back to the joy of aquatics. So we are on episode five and today's topic is what can swimming teachers learn from aqua instructors? But before we get stuck into that, I just wanted to let you guys know a little bit of feedback that I've been getting. Now, the first three episodes is all about trauma and the feedback that I've had from that was fantastic. I think one lady said that she actually stayed in her car for I don't know how long, um, but she stayed in the car to listen to the very end of the episode and it wasn't until her son turned around and said, can we go inside now? That she realized that she'd actually stayed and listened to the entire thing. So that was really good because um, it, it just tells me that the information that we're getting out in this podcast is interesting and people want to hear it. So that was awesome. Now I did also have another, it was about an hour long conversation the other day with a teacher all about trauma and she was thanking me for the podcast. So it was so great to hear her talk about her experience with kids and she really spoke about one child in particular and that she had been to a conference and she was actually getting really concerned that she was creating trauma and she pulled back um, in regards to sort of her behavior management but his behavior actually got worse when she started doing this and after hearing more about trauma and the podcast and behavior management she's actually had um, some fantastic conversations with parents and she's been able to align expectations with the parents and his behavior starting to improve again so things are back on track for her and that child so that is awesome I'm super super happy to hear that we're making a difference. It's awesome. Um, behavior management episode last week. Got some feedback about that this morning. And yes, it was from Eden's mum. She was listening to her baby, which is so beautiful. I think that's just fantastic. Um, but she was commenting on how true it is that behavior management is not taught. It's just expected. And it's not just in our industries. It's in other industries as well. So it's great to start hearing feedback from from wonderful people. So if you've got feedback, let me know. Um, I'd love to be able to talk about it. So today, what can aqua instructors teach our teachers? Or what can we as swimming teachers learn from our aqua instructors? Now, I've had a wonderful conversation with Christine Naismith, who is the Scottish lady. How's my Scottish accent there? She's a Scottish lady. So Christine is the Scottish lady um, who is doing a lot of aquatic fitness stuff, fantastic stuff in Australia. She has been presenting at Filex. She's off all over the place running um, aquatic fitness courses or classes, getting people to be uh, aqua instructors. And I'm not going to say too much more because the conversation I had with her says absolutely everything. Speaking with me today is Christine from, oh, what do I call you, what do I say here, is it Wets, Oswim, Oswim Wets, how does this go? Um, could you be either really from Oswim, we're still running what people would know as the, the Wets Aqua course but uh, we'll be moving to just keep it in line with all the other Oswim programs and eventually just rebrand it as the Oswim Aqua course because I think there's some confusion, some people think that we're a separate organisation but we're still Oswim. Fantastic. Well, Christine, I really wanted to speak with you today to find out what things a swimming teacher can learn from an aqua instructor. 
Now, as you know, I teach swimming and I've also done a lot of aqua. For me, I think there's a lot that swimming teachers can learn from being an aqua instructor or from aqua instructors in general. So I just wanted to put that out there to you. What do you think swimming teachers can learn from aqua instructors? It's uh, it's pretty interesting, actually, because last year um, during the Austrian conferences, I did a presentation with Lynn O'Brien, who is a very experienced Austrian presenter, and she specializes in swimming. And we discovered that um, at a conference that we lived quite close to one another and kind of got together and nutted heads over, well, OK, what can we come up with? How What, what are the best bits of each and how can we share things? And on our journey, we discovered that there's actually quite a lot of stuff that's already crossing over that maybe people just haven't thought about or haven't put a label on it saying that could be aqua. So I spoke with one of um, a squad coaches at the pool that I teach my aqua classes and was asking him about, you know, drills and activities for interval training for working on fitness, improving fitness for the swimmers because he works with state level swimmers. And when we were discussing it, it was quite interesting because we already do quite a lot of similar things. So it was interval training, high intensity interval training, but with more of a slant in the squad with technique than in aqua would be obviously a lot more just pushing the uh, the energy systems, how fast, how hard, how strong, all of those kinds of things. So that was one thing. And um, then there's been experiences when I've been working with adults in my classes who are not swimmers and having an understanding that their water familiarization skills are limited and one in particular a man who was straddling a noodle and he looked back to look at me as I was standing on pool deck and he didn't understand how to get himself back into a vertical position after tipping onto his back because he looked backwards and realizing that there are lots of things that we do that I guess disguise skills that everyone needs so as a swimming teacher you everyone will be aware of the return to standing and the necessity of understanding what to do with your arms and legs in order to bring yourself back into an upright position and then we've got moves such as the rocking horse and the mermaid and the aqua that use those exact same movements to 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 move your position of your body to get back into um, to help you if you needed to get back into a vertical position. And then one of the other ones was Lynn was working with a girl with uh, learning difficulties and there she would come to her swimming lessons after school having spent the day being told what to do and she would be, let's say, a little bit grumpy. And Lynn <laughs> discovered that if she was to provide her with a game or an activity that was uh, disguised as a, an aqua game that she would get much better results out of this student than if they said right okay we're going to go straight into trying some technique or let's swim this you know give me two lengths and she just wouldn't do it but if it was hidden in let's play with the dumbbells and working on strength and power with the arms that she would take up straight away so there's lots of stuff in there yeah i i found personally that i really started to understand my principles of movement in water modules. So that's the module where we cover um, buoyancy, propulsion, resistance. I really understood that better once I started instructing aqua. And then yeah. having learnt it in aqua, I could then take it away and apply it into swimming a lot more easily. So, you know, flat hands, pushing in water, pulling the water, 
when you understand yep. how to move the water, then you you understand actually how to propel through the water. Do you find yeah. that there's a lot there that swimming teachers could learn from even participating in a few aqua classes? Definitely. Things where, you know, of course, the difference, the main difference between swimming and aqua, well, one of the main differences is that in swimming you're aiming to minimise the resistance as much as you can and, and glide through the water as smoothly as possible. Whereas in aqua, we're trying to use the resistance as force to create uh, turbulence and to be more uh, of an energy expenditure for us. And even um, something as simple as sculling technique, there are some stationary moves that we would do in aqua where you need to be able to use your sculling hands really, really well in order to stay in that stationary position. And that can be applied really well into swimming to get kids, for example, to use a little bit more power there than just thinking that it's all through the legs. So, yeah, uh, uh, so many things that can be transferred. Yeah, I think that whole science of swimming stuff transfers across really well. Um, What about feedback? I know um, one of the things that you've spoken about in the past is making sure that instructors give good positive feedback um, to their participants. And how, how do instructors give feedback? That really comes down to them. They have to understand, just as you were saying before, they have to understand the principles of movement in water. And if they don't get in and they don't experience it, but understand that it's going to be slightly different for different body shapes and lever lengths and all of those things, they they won't be able to give quality feedback. And that feedback comes from just watching people in the water and going, well, if they're not doing the move, let's say the way I expect it to look, then what is it that they're not doing? How can I provide them with an, an alternative option to make it work for them? You know, suspended moves for some people are really easy. And for other people, they've got to work really, really hard. So being able to draw upon quick changes and the beauty of working in the water is that for every move that you can perform, there's probably 74 variations of it. <laughs> so having a good understanding of how to tweak that move so that that person can get the best out of it. I guess that does really work for kids as well because not everyone's body shape is exactly the same and how someone with, I I mean I have a girl who's 10 years old but is as tall as I am so her lever length is very very long, her arms and legs are very long and she doesn't have the strength to be able to pull through the water the same way the kids with shorter arms do that are shorter themselves. So I guess um, what I tell her is different to what I tell the kid standing next to her and and I guess you guys would experience the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What about positive feedback as well? So how do you motivate your classes? That's a great question because that is a very subjective answer too because everyone is motivated completely differently and for some people they'll love the whole the drill sergeant style and come on push it let's go harder whereas other people need something that could be a little bit more gentle or positive or uh, maybe something that's totally in between um i guess the story that i'll tell you about my journey with understanding motivation techniques started a long time ago when i was in melbourne and i had a a personal trainer just on land and he was an ex-army guy and I would go in and it was one of those sessions where you had half an hour you do your own warm-up you do your own cool cool down and he smashes you for the half hour in the middle mm-hmm. and he started off by like literally yelling at me 
And I would leave the end of the session thinking, why does he hate me so much? I don't understand why he's shouting at me the whole time. I'm paying him money. He doesn't need to be so mean. And then um, a cut bit of time would go by and then I'd see that he would be trying something a little bit different. He'd be saying to me, I want you to think about the hardest thing you've been through in your life. Is this that hard? If not, you know you can push yourself harder. And I guess I've lived a fairly privileged life and I was like, yeah, I've not really been through anything that hard. I'm not too sure. And then he tried being really nice to me and I was like, oh, he's being really soft now. This is weird. And then he finally tried the one that worked for me, which was saying to me, you know, I understand how amazing the human body is. And so I need to recognize when I'm talking myself out of something. And so that one really worked for me to go, actually, yeah, the, my body is much better. And I think it's definitely a skill that instructors will take a bit of time to to learn and refine and feel comfortable with using motivation techniques that perhaps are not the one that's most natural to them. Um, I, I have a thing about what I call empty compliments where and it's I think I use that term empty compliment because it's something that I've been aware of doing myself that I'm trying to get out of which is that general good work everyone great but it's not about anything in particular yeah and I think that people will respond much better if you direct it I love the amount of effort that you're putting in there that's amazing I can see the determination on your face uh, you're working so much harder than I've ever seen you work today I really like that thank you so much for giving me all of that energy so, yeah, just trying out different things and, and even having like a bank of them that you can just whip some out of your pocket that you can try out through the class and see if it works. I think we find those empty compliments a lot with brand new teachers. They'll come yeah. out with a, yeah, good job. Oh, but yeah. why was that a good job? So, yeah, well, it's interesting to see how much of this actually crosses over from teachers into um aqua instructors and vice versa i think it's a i think it's massive there's so much there yeah. that crosses over and i i for me i would be highly recommending that any swimming teacher out there that hasn't done an aquatic an aquatic fitness class should really be going and trying out a few they're not yeah it's not an old lady sport like a lot of people think it is <laughs> So, it's great for old ladies, don't get me wrong. It is. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, it does have a, a bit of a reputation um, that people think that they're just floating around and not doing much, which is not necessarily the case. Yeah, that's right. So, all right, Christine, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really My pleasure. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Oh, how great was that? Such a fantastic conversation, and I think we covered so much there especially when it comes to feedback and motivation and as swimming teachers we give feedback but all we do is correct 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 and some of us forget to praise especially with those kids that we don't connect with so it's really really important that we're finding great ways of motivating and praising our kids and how great was that story about Lynn O'Brien using aqua games to motivate her students. That is so creative. And I think there's something there that we can all take away from that. And look, is there anyone out there who actually wants to write an ebook about aqua aerobics games and activities for swimming teachers? I don't know, I think there's something there that, that could benefit the industry. And you could probably do that the other way too. Swimming lesson games and activities for aqua aerobics instructors. I don't know, I think there's a lot there. So I do encourage you, if you are a teacher, to get out there and try some aquatic fitness classes. Um, maybe go to a conference where there's aquatic fitness 
uh, I guess, classes that you can go to. And if you're the other way, you're just doing aquatic fitness, come in and see what we do as swimming teachers. Check it out. I think there's something to be said there. All right. What I really want to do for the rest of this episode is talk about some really funny stories because everything so far has been really deep and really meaningful and I kind of want to lighten things up a little bit. So I wanted to tell you one of my funny stories and then um, we're going to call a lady called Leanne McDonald. Okay, so about five years ago, I was teaching on Wednesday mornings. Now, if anyone knows me personally, they know that Wednesday mornings was really, really hard for me. I used to call it shit Wednesday because we used to have one little girl that would poo in the pool and then the next class, I had this happen. Now, when I say she would poo in the pool, I mean the first week or two, yes, she actually went in the pool, but we very, very quickly learned when that was coming on, you know the poo face kids make when they're going? You, you recognize that pretty quickly, right? So we were getting her to the point of, oh, yep, it's happening, let's get her out and let's get her off. And her mum was mortified absolutely every week. But let's face it, when you're in the water and the water is, it's got the pressure, the, the, that water pressure is all over your body, things start to move and this can happen when you're teaching and I'm, I know, I definitely know, I'm not the only teacher that this has happened to. But after her lessons, I would have little Millie come in. She's absolutely adorable. She's a determined, motivated, strong-willed little person and she's absolutely gorgeous. So Millie on this particular day said, Miss Joy, I've got to go to the toilet. Okay, sweetheart, off you go. Anyway, she comes back and she's got her fringe draped down in her eyes. She's still wearing her goggles. She's got her chubby little legs and her pop belly. You know when kids are just that little and they've still got all that little baby fat and they're just so cute and adorable? Well, this is Millie, okay? And she comes back and her togs are all skew-if because she's obviously had them off and she's got them back on again. And she's just so happy and proud of what she's just done that she felt the need to declare it to the entire swim school. So here she is standing at the edge of the pool. She's at the shallow end. She's facing down the pool and she throws her arms up and her legs out wide and she, go, she yells out and she goes, I did a poo! And she's like, I did a poo. And I look over at her mum and her mum has buried her head in her hands in mortified embarrassment. And it was just so funny that this little girl was just so happy and excited that she couldn't contain her energy anymore. So to go from one that was, well, couldn't contain herself to... Millie, who was just so excited at what she'd done, uh, it just made Shit Wednesday really enjoyable, especially after having that horrible experience of having someone go in the pool when they shouldn't have to someone who literally could not contain their excitement. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really made my day. So thank you, Millie. Thank you, darling. I actually really look forward to seeing her when she's a little bit more grown up and uh, I think her mum would actually really love to tell this story just to embarrass her to get her back for the mortifying embarrassment that she had caused her mother. 
All right, let's call Leanne and see what funny stories she's got for us. A little bit of backstory about Leanne. Leanne is a swimming teacher in Rockhampton and she's got some cracker stories. This is the lady that absolutely loves Pirate Week. Um, you should hear her speak like a pirate. It's absolutely hilarious. She's amazing, fantastic teacher. She's been teaching for probably more than 20 years, a lot of experience, and this woman has a lot of funny stories. So, all right, let's call Nana Lee, as she is affectionately known by her students, and uh, see what funny stories Nana Lee's got for us today. All right, let me find Leanne in my phone, and I'll give her a call, let's see how we go. Hello. Hello, Nana Lee. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. Okay, we're recording. We're ready to go. What funny stories have you got from your swimming teaching days? Or were well, you still teaching now? So what, what funny stories? What's happened? Okay, so um, I was doing this lesson one day and I had all these little kids that needed to learn how to duck dive. And in my explanation was when you try and go to the bottom of the pool, you need to push your head down and stick your bottom up. Well, as this one little girl tried to duck dive, she literally put her hand up on the back of her head and pushed her head down and tried to stick her bottom up. So... It was, um, yeah, she, she, she literally did exactly what I asked her to do. Um, but, yeah, yeah that, that, um, that's, that's my, one of my little stories, yeah. Yeah. All right. And now, Natalie, I have just let everyone know how awesome you are at speaking like a pirate. Come on, what can you say for us with your pirate accent? Army hearty. <laughs> <laughs> you love Pirate Week, don't you? Because you you just speak like a pirate for the entire week. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I. I be swimming tomorrow, and I'll be happy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Have you got any others? Have I got any others? Yeah. Um, oh, I do, but awesome. maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. All right. Sounds good. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for speaking with me today, and I will uh, catch up with you soon. Okie dokie. Thank right. you. Thanks, Leanne. Bye. All right. How awesome was that pirate accent? She is amazing. She is so amazing with the kids. It is fantastic. All right, well, that concludes our podcast for this week. Um, obviously, I'm being kicked out, uh, people trying to get into the office here. So thank you for joining us at the Joy of Aquatics. And uh, I'm really not sure what the next topic is. If you've got anything that you're really interested in, let us know or let me know. There's links and emails at the bottom of the page. Um, send me 
send me an email, fill out one of the forms, and uh, we can go from there. I would really like to do a series on transitions. We're talking about transitions. So how do we transition kids into the pool? How do we transition kids uh, from infant classes into classes without their parents? And then how do we transition into squad swimming if they go into squad swimming or a different aquatic sport that they might like to try? Um, and then, you know, how do, how do we enjoy aquatics for the rest of our lives? So transitions is something that I'm really interested in and I'm just trying to set up some interviews. So once I get those set up, hopefully that one will be up and running. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to have that one by next week. I might have a different topic plugged in there. But uh, transitions is definitely one that is coming your way very soon. So once again, thank you for joining me uh, on the joy of aquatics and happy swimming.